Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. What are you getting? Well, I'm getting a bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lightness within it as well. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, just, honey, it's a yeah. very tricky color, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Terry and uh, I worship an unconventional deity. The power of another dimension. Now, you're not going to read about this dimension in a book or in a magazine or uh, in a newspaper uh, because it doesn't exist anywhere except in my own mind. They were going to physically destroy the university. The now, why did you... negotiate many times. Negotiate? What the is to negotiate? What is... What the university just... is a public institution. That's it's right. Institution but the university... The... The, its own community and for the community of Berkeley that live around it. All of it began the first time some of you who know better and are old enough to know better let young people think that they had the right to choose the laws they would obey as long as they were doing it in the name of social protest. Cities in Michigan. Oh, shut up. <laughs> there you have it. That uh, Ronnie Reagan. Back, um, back when he was young. Doing a little, uh, a little, a little shutdown, perhaps. Um, yeah. But anyway, welcome to the David Allen Show. Uh, we are late tonight just because I was on the road most of the day. Uh -huh. And oh, I'll take the blame this time. Negligent. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I'm not going to say what the kids say because I think it's lame. Um, uh, episode what? Episode 23. 23. 23. This is July. July, as the old folks say. July. And what do the young people say? <laughs> I don't know. Now, it's July 14, 2016. Uh, DavidAllenShow.com. DavidAllenShow at gmail.com if you have a, a comment or question or... Um, money. More money, right? <laughs> yes, um, please. A few things going on in the world today. Just a few. Um, Couple. Apparently today in France, um, we had <clears throat> some, some, some potential terror issues. Terror. Yeah. Uh, that we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, that doesn't look good. Doesn't look good at all. Um, but going back, we had... Uh, a few incidences over the last, oh man, probably four weeks we've had issues. When did uh, the Orlando shooting happen? What was the date on that? Was that the fourth weekend Ooh. of the fourth? Or was that the weekend before that? I think it was before. I. <clears throat> Orlando. Yeah. I, hmm. Pulse. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> June 12. Has it really been that long? Yeah. It's been a, a, a month away? A month away? Well, I mean, July 4th was only, what? <clears throat> that's, well, it's 14 week and a half now, ago. so it's, yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, th that's still, there are gobs of questions surrounding that. Um, on another show today, I heard a soundbite of a, um, well, back up a little bit. Uh, in the aftermath, a after Orlando, which was a... Uh, Muslim terrorist, as it has come out, apparently. Um, we think. That's what the media is putting out there. Uh, that went in and shot up a gay nightclub. Because he was a repressed uh, homosexual uh, is the thing that they're trying to... To hide. Or... or, or sure. 
Yeah. He, he didn't do it because he was a Muslim. He did it because he was a crazy homosexual. That's what they're trying well, to Sure, do. right. <clears throat> 50 people died, including him. Um, anyway, how they died, we don't know, but 50 pe- he he's being blamed for the deaths. Well, uh, we're not sure... Uh, when the when the bullets hit him, we're not sure which gun which came, out. came out of right. Yeah. And from what we are told, he had um, one of those guns. One um, of the guns. Bunch of other guys um, who are at, right now, a month later, being heralded and vilified at the same time mm-hmm. by our society, uh, the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know who who ended up killing all the people. And I really doubt we'll ever actually know that question, nope. or that answer. <clears throat> we know the question, but we won't, we'll never ask the question. Um, then after that, uh, about two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago now? No, last la- last show. Last show. Last show. Remember at the end you said, hey, there's a uh, shooting going on. Dallas, yeah. And Dallas. Kicked off at, as we ended our show last week. Yeah. Uh, turns out that a, now, they say a lone gunman. During the event, it was always at least two, but right now it's a lone gunman. Um, That's the narrative. Was sniper targeting cops and apparently white cops. Well, what they didn't fail to mention is that at least one of them uh, was a Hispanic cop. I don't know. Maybe if, if you're looking for white skin, I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. Um, they claim that he um, wanted to kill white cops because of what's happening to black people because what had happened a couple days prior... Philando Castile and in, the other guy. In Minneapolis, a gentleman, I don't know who, I don't know if he is, a guy, a black man, um, was pulled over and apparently, without any facts, shot in the arm and killed, through the arm, killed through the window because he didn't follow the cop's order. Okay. Um, the night, was it bef- the day before that? We got more information um, about that Yeah, one. but was the day before that, uh, in Baton, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Louisiana um, a innocent, again, this is what's out there instantly in the media, an innocent, um, narrative, black man who, yeah, narrative, who is selling CDs outside of a, a grocery store or a, a convenience store, gets attacked and shot by the cops on the ground. Um, and so now we have this panic. Cops are killing. This is all before the Dallas shooting. Cops are killing black people indiscriminately. They're shooting them for sport, as some people are calling them. Um, and people that know better come out and uh, rather than trying to figure out whether or not the initial information is correct, start making uh, uh, moral judgments. Oh, like you the mean governor. like Governor Dayton of yeah. Minnesota? Yes, yeah. like yeah. Governor mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, to come out and say, well, if he was black or if he was white, he would this wouldn't have happened. You can't make that statement, especially without the facts. Yep. Um, but the the fascinating part about the the Castile case in Minnesota is the girlfriend, after he was shot, instead of, I don't know, who knows what happened, we don't know, instead of freaking out because her boyfriend just got shot right beside her in the seat, um, decides, you know what, this is a neat <clears throat> Facebook Live. So she busts out her phone and starts putting it on Facebook and goes live. And yeah. I believe that is one of the first times that we saw instant blood, real blood <clears throat> on social media mm-hmm. without any 
uh, filters, without any blurring, without any um, censoring. I think that was the first that we've had. And this is like, man, the week of the mass drop of Facebook Live. Like everyone can now go live with video on Facebook. And that's just, it's cool. Do it. That's the way it works. It's cool. It's what we're going to do. I saw one today. Three uh, black guys were sitting in, in their driveway just listening to music with uh, Facebook Live. And all of a sudden, uh, some guy came up and shot them all while I was out of nowhere. And uh, here are the shots. And you see the the phone go down. And um, you see that the video continues. Um, and then they're calling for help and 911 and whatnot. But, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's like with this uh, Castile, Lando Castile. <clears throat> um, which, by the way, even to... to until today even like up to today which has been a week after now a little more than a week the narrative out there in the media is that senseless murder of castile and senseless murder of that ashton or whatever his name was yeah aston martin what was his what was his name um uh yeah exactly that guy <clears throat> the dbs um yeah but it's interesting um the uh the police department um must have been Falcon Heights, uh, released a, uh, uh, a whatchamacallit, uh, oh, transcript oh, and, of and, the radio. And, and the recording. And the recording. Which I, let's see. We'll, we'll see if we can find it. Go ahead. Uh, I can, if you, if, maybe try to play it. Otherwise, I'll read it, read what it, what it said. Can you find it? Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. Do, 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 do. We'll see if this is it here. I'm assuming an ad. Um, this is uh, put out by <laughs> Care 11, which is the NBC, the local NBC affiliate, affiliate I believe, correct? Yep. yep. Uh, in based in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Twin Cities. The, 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 the Twin Cities. Well, within the last few minutes, the BCA released the names of two St. Anthony in the shooting. They yeah, say they okay. are Officer Geronimo Yanez and Officer Joseph Kauser. Both have been with the department for four years. The BCA says Yanez shot Castile several times, then radioed for an ambulance. Also, new audio from police scanners. A CARE 11 viewer sent the audio to us. He claims it's from last night's traffic stop and shooting. Investigative reporter A.J. Legault has been working on this story all evening. And A.J., what can you tell us about this new audio? Well, we do need to tell you we have not independently verified yeah, the course. authenticity of the audio <laughs> clip you're about to hear. We're working to do that. We have calls into police but have not heard back yet. What we have verified, the license plate mentioned by police in the recording, is the plate of the car Castile was driving last night. Now, we're not hearing the plate number out of privacy concerns, but the locations mentioned also correspond to last night's stop. Here, listen for yourself. We know how the night ended. Philando Castile shot in his car after being pulled over by police. Wow, it's weird they had but that on the radio dispatch. <laughs> in the first place. I'm gonna stop a car. The officer gives the license plate of the car Castile was driving. Check ID. I have reason to pull it over. The two occupants just look like the people that were involved in our robbery. The driver looks more like one of our suspects, just because of the wide set nose. 
a minute and a half later. Shots fired. Larpenter and Fry. Copy, you just heard it? You just heard the shots fired? Shots fired. Copy, shots fired, Larpenter and Fry. Do you need medics? Copy, medics, code three to Larpenter and Fry. What's code three? Um, I think lights and sirens. Oh, th that means they need to get there. Yeah. But code three means emergency now, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe. I believe that's. Can take him to custody. Driver. At gunpoint. Now, we're not sure which robbery the police officer thought Mr. Castile looked like a suspect in, but the BCA had sent out this news release about a July 2nd gas station robbery in nearby Lauderdale Super saying St. Anthony police were investigating. <clears throat> now, I, you know, th this happened right away after the, after the event, uh, the shooting, I guess. Um, but all the information that all of the uh, media outlets took was from, from that Facebook video was from the woman mm -hmm. who that, said that she that he had a permit to carry mm -hmm. that they were pulled over and it was all untrue and in one of the videos you can see the gun on his on his thigh yeah or, or what looks like a gun right yeah <clears throat> and um, so again this is just another example of uh, of you know when something when something happens Maybe wait until the body has cooled before you <laughs> jump to conclusions. Governor Dayton. Yeah. <clears throat> that guy's a hack. Yeah, he is. And I mean, Apparently the only... he is on, he's all on board for Hillary. Well, Just, of course I'm, he is. Holy cow. I mean, he's one of these, uh, uh, I think he went to Yale. He went to one of the <laughs> Ivory League colleges, but he comes from a, you know, very wealthy family. Mm -hmm. The only reason he's governor is because he's had a bunch of money he was a senator, and I—I I mean, it's—it's it's ridiculous that that the sheeple in Minnesota keep keep uh, electing these idiots. <clears throat> Sorry for being snarky. That's just an editorial comment on my part. <clears throat> so out of that, and then uh, I think last week we touched on it, and then I've you know over this week we've uh, I've looked more into uh, the long rap sheet of the shooting down in uh louisiana yeah that that guy was not a good guy no nope. by any means based on his criminal record he was a sexual um, uh, sex offender sex offender um has had warrants out because he failed to register as such um yep. multiple children with multiple partners yep um not uh and yes there is the something wrong with that standing absolutely yeah not your fine upstanding youth no um, typically, anyway, uh, because the, the problem is if if you have multiple children with multiple women, all that means is that you're not trustworthy, <laughs> right? And that's absolutely what it means. You're not trustworthy. You're not dependable. You're not somebody who uh, is going to be faithful mm -hmm. to another person. You're just chasing your own um, uh, <laughs> jollies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in the aftermath of all that, uh, the narrative out there is that um, black people are being targeted by the police. Um, and in one case, one lady said for sport, like actually on television said the police yeah, are shooting black that. people for sport, which I mean, that is outrageous. Yeah, but, but they can say that sort of thing. And are 
<clears throat> um, are the police shooting black people? Well, evidently they are. Yeah. Because these two got shot. But percentage-wise, uh, I believe it's uh, almost twice as many white people get shot than mm-hmm. black people. And the New York Times came out with a piece that said that black people are more likely to um, have use of force applied to them, but they're less likely to, to get die. shot than white people. So, Well, and then there was a study about that. And the uh, this on MS, MS, MSNBC. Miss. MSNBC. Miss. Um, Eugene Robinson. Who who is oh, who's he at? Is he he's a he's a writer, isn't he? With the Times? No, I don't know. Uh, he might be. Um, <clears throat> and at, it was a Harvard study, which let's look at that real quick. I think uh, this is the Times article that they wrote <clears throat> about it. Surprising new evidence, they say. This was July 11 when it was published. Surprising new evidence shows bias in police use of force, but not in shootings. So you're right. You 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 have a better chance of getting beat up by the cops if you're black, but not dead by them. And it also shows that they're not being shot for for sport for sport. So then it breaks it down. A new study confirms that black men and women are treated differently in the hands of law enforcement. They are more likely to be touched, handcuffed, pushed to the ground, or pepper sprayed by a police officer, even after accounting for how, where, and when they encountered the police. Uh, but when it comes to the most lethal form of force, police shootings, the study finds no racial bias. Uh, it, quote, it is the most surprising result of my career, said Roland G. Fryer Jr., the author of the study and professor of economics at Harvard. The study examined more than 1,000 shootings in 10 major police departments in Texas, Florida, <coughs> and California. Interestingly, no New York, but... The result contradicts the image of police shootings that many Americans hold after the killings uh, of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, Tamir Rice in Cleveland, which I I don't know enough detail about that one, uh, Walter Scott in South Carolina, or that one, Alton Sterling in Baton Rouge, and Philando Castile. So those last two are the most current, most recent, I should say. Uh, The study did, did not say whether the most egregious examples, those at the heart of the nation's debate in police shootings, are free of racial, ra- racial bias. Instead, it examined a larger pool of shootings, including non-fatal ones. So on MSNBC, on The Morning Joe Show, <clears throat> in the morning, uh, with, yeah. Mika and Mika Brzezinski with and, and Joe. Uh, Eugene Robinson and a couple other guests are on. And this is just the kind of baffling. The study focused on more than 1,300 shootings, fatal and non-fatal, in 10 police departments in Texas, Florida, and California. The New York Times reports, quote, in shootings in these 10 cities involving officers, officers were more likely to fire their weapons without having first been attacked when the suspects were white. Whoa! The study was conducted by Roland Fryer, the youngest Afri- African-American to receive tenure at Harvard, who called it the most surprising result of his career. So are we just to assume then that he was doing this study looking for a racial bias? Well, more than I likely. Mean, <clears throat> more than likely, but I mean that's that's uh, how all science moves forward. You create a hypothesis and how and you try think, to prove it, right? and then you prove it. Or 
or not disprove me it's a study that i'd love to see replicated i'd love to see some um uh you know uh some backup because frankly a lot of people find will, will find it hard to believe mm-hmm. it okay so let's think about that eugene robinson uh wants it uh he would like to see it uh done again and replicated and to prove that it's right um would he like to see that same um uh, standard put on all the global warming studies that are out there? Oh, of course not. I find it um, hard to hard to comport with the reality that we see. Um, if you look qualitatively at these incidents that we have seen over the last few years, um, uh, it's difficult to find parallel situations in which white suspects have been killed. One of the issues about that study, first of all, I got a headache reading it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It's so hard, it hurts your head to read. That's that's the first criteria when you read a study. Yeah, whatever. Go ahead. I I had trouble following it, actually. Uh, Then why is he a commentator on the news if he can't read a study and he has trouble following it? How can he be even remotely credible he's got rugged good looks maybe 50 years ago one of the problems with studies like that is it takes our eye off the ball what i mean we refer (laughs) you mean it take it takes your eyes off of the narrative that you're trying to push the bullcrap narrative yeah problems with studies like that is it takes our eye off the ball. What a bunch I of... I mean, we refer to studies instead of the reality. And the other aspect... What? The reality... <laughs> the reality is Facebook Live video. That's not reality. Oh, my gosh. Well, you mean the propaganda, the narrative that you're trying to... Oh, that's ridiculous. Why didn't somebody just slap him? Where's Joe? I thought he was a Republican. Joe's sitting right beside him and just looking at him. Oh, my gosh. The really reality, real-world aspect of it is that Gene has a son. I have three sons. Mm. I never had to tell my sons when they were 14, Mm -hmm. 15, about to get their driver's license. Remember, keep both hands on the wheel if you get pulled over. Act respectfully. Why not? Because you're an arrogant jerk who thinks you're better than everyone? Okay. Never had to do that. I had to tell you my had sons, to do that. My two yeah. sons that. That's bull crap. Everyone should tell your kids that when you drive. For anyone to, oh, yeah, I'm black. Of course I had to do that. You're white. You didn't, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. Utter nonsense. Yeah, I have a friend who has one black son and one white son. Oh, and he cares. says when his white son goes out in the evening, he knows he's going to come home. When his black son goes out in the evening, he's not so sure he's going to come home. What? Isn't that ridiculous? That's I cannot ridiculous. believe that she even said that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay, let's take this down. The people that watch MSNBC for one, they haven't they're left loonies anyway. Um If anyone is not paying attention, they're going to see this and then all of a sudden the study gets shot down. There's no reason for it. Um because the reality is what we see on social media. That's true. Let's not look at data. Oh no, it no. hurts our head. Yeah, it gives it us a headache. This guy is so smart. He's on TV making millions of dollars. He's way smart and he gets a headache. So why should I bother? It's just not worth it. I think it's um from a Christian perspective. Uh doesn't doesn't matter what color of skin or where, or where you're at. Um, in the socioeconomic ladder, um, when there's an authority that tells you to pull over, do it. You do it. And you be polite mm-hmm. and you be thankful. 
because <clears throat> there's this expectation out there. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, have you ever gone to like the bank every <laughs> yep. once once a week? You see the same teller. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you walk in, you don't even. You just say, hey, I need, you know, since we're in smaller rural, we walk up to them and just say, hey, yeah, I could, I need to take out a hundred bucks or whatever. And they just give it to you because they know you. Now, when you walk in and there's a new teller and you walk up to the teller and you say, hey, I need a hundred dollars. And she goes, who, or he goes, who are you? you? You give them your name and they say, well, I need to see an ID. There's a part of you doesn't matter who it is there's a part of you that feels a little outraged <laughs> you're i've been right. here i've been coming to this bank for however long now you're telling me okay now why in the world would a person be outraged at that all that means is they're not just going to let some yahoo walk in and take all the money out of your account yet your pride is attached to that mm-hmm. when you turn 21 oh no better example I know uh, down at the gas station where I live, for at least for a while when you'd go in, you'd see the sign that says that if you look over 40, unless you look older than 40, we're going to card you for uh, cigarettes. Why do they do that? I'll tell you why they do that. Because somebody who's 25 walks in and they card them and they get offended. Or somebody's 30 and they card them and they get offended. So they have to put that out there as like a, it, it, it's a it's a trigger warning, basically. It's basically hey, saying. Hey, buckle up. We don't, we don't really think you, but we have to do it. Yes, exactly. That's the reason. And why would they have to do that? Because of the pride of these complained. people coming up. Okay. So if that's the case, when it comes to something stupid like getting cigarettes or getting some money out of the bank, um, what do you think the average response is going to be? In a vehicle, it, you're going to be outraged or you're going to be upset or whatever. But the problem is, is that parents aren't telling their children, not they're not telling their children, stop being offended about this sort of thing. Well, why are you Why are you upset? If a police officer pulls you over and you didn't do anything wrong, all that means is he's trying to find somebody. He's trying to identify somebody who's who is, and just because you're black, you might fit a certain profile, and that's, you know, that's that's just the way it is. Be polite, because I guarantee you, with the average police officer, the vast majority, not even the average, the vast majority of the police officers, if you are polite to a fault, and cheerful, and thankful, and... You do it. You do that one time. The next time, if they do pull you over, they'll remember you. And if you're polite and fun, and um, and uh, uh, very positive, they're not going to pull you over anymore. If you see the same one over again, and eventually, um, they're going to look at you as an asset and as a friend, not as an enemy. And just because you might have a certain skin color, doesn't mean, um. That you can't do that, that you can't break that barrier, but but they, but you get the opinion from everything that's being told, everything on on the media that that they're just wandering around trying to slap around black people, but that's not the point of it. They they have. Here's the other thing: in these large cities, they might have ten calls backed up 
So you go to one call right after another. You don't have a lot of time to sit there and... and Decompress. F- and, or just to harass people for the sake of harassing people. You can't do that. And they make it sound like... <laughs> it's frustrating. But, but to, to me, the biggest thing is that um, we have to get off of our high horse and stop being so proud. Who cares if a cop pulls you over? If you did something wrong, own up to it. And if you didn't, well, he's trying to do his job. Well, I think the issue at, at that that lower level is no, none of us want to get caught. Whether you know whether it's something big or something minor. Oh, I forgot my seatbelt this time. I'm just gonna go home. You get caught. You don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when God convicts you of a sin. No, who likes that? Yeah, I mean that's not the fun situation. Now the end result is typically good. Mm-hmm. But if I mean, there's a reason I don't speed. Me good, too. A good reason. Me too. There's a reason that I don't. I mean, there are things I just don't do when I'm out in the car. Um, not because I can't. It's I, I. It's not worth it. It's, so it's not worth it to get caught. Absolutely not. And and, and it, but it's that it's that con, it's that conviction aspect. I think that that is a big problem. And so we have learned in every other aspect of our life, especially young kids now at home and our these millennials, that nothing's ever wrong. They win all the time. They never lose. Yeah. They they get trophies for playing, mm-hmm. not for winning, for playing. Mm-hmm. Whether they do good or not, it doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're all winners. We're all here together. But if you actually win, that's a bad thing because right. that means somebody's a loser. Right. And so you can't have that. You can't keep score. So it's better to be second than first. Right. But then everyone has to be second. And the, the first second is not first. There's, it's just insane. I, I'm the last second. I was the first first. No. The last first. No. That's our problem. We're conditioning our children and our society that you can't be wrong ever. Yeah. yeah. And so when you get pulled over, mm-hmm. how dare you say I'm wrong? I won. I was on the team. I'm playing. Darn it. Mm-hmm. I get a trophy. No, you don't. Yeah. Another thing too is uh, this sense of personal responsibility. Where did that go? There is no sense of personal responsibility. So if I am pulled over, well, I didn't do anything wrong. What are you talking about? Exactly. Oh, oh, well, okay, so I was just going five miles over the speed limit. Well, guess what, buddy? If you're going five miles over the speed limit, you broke the law. You broke the law. So go go before the judge and say, well, that wasn't fair that he pulled me over. I shouldn't have gotten that ticket. Why? Because I, I was only going five over the speed limit. Okay, well, you just confessed to a crime, <laughs> and uh, now p- go pay the fine because you're guilty. I mean... <clears throat> And the other thing is, uh, people that um, are on a regular basis late, running be- running behind, and so they speed to uh, to catch up. Well, I'm sorry, that's a lack of personal responsibility too. If you speed and you get pulled over, well, you made choices that brought you to that point. So <laughs> love what you get. Right. I I grew up with the 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 voice in my head that, from from my dad that said speeding gets you nowhere fast yeah <laughs> you know yeah but it's true it's true absolutely i mean even on um in ems in the ambulance or in the fire truck i mean the difference between going 60 and 90 if it's 
two or three miles away mm-hmm. is only seconds. So yeah. why would you why would you go that fast yeah. and jeopardize yourself and other people? Silly. But we don't. But again, that's it's back to there is a I saw a repost by somebody on the interweb said it's not the police who need to be retrained, it's the public. We have grown into a mouthy, cell phone-wielding, vulgar, uncivil society with no personal responsibility and the attitude of it's the other person's fault, you owe me. A society where children grow up with no boundaries or knowledge or concern for civil society or personal responsibility. And that's exactly, that. that's it. It's that whole conversation we just had. Yeah. That's, I believe, the problem. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um... We, yeah. I, I just agree. had the had the question: um, if a black cop shoots a white perp, is he just doing his job correctly? Yeah. What was it? Uh, Seems like it. I know when everybody was outraged He's at vigilant. one of the one of the um, white cops shooting a a black perp mm-hmm. at like that same week, a black cop shot an unarmed white perp. And you, no, you'd no, heard God, nothing no. of it, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, um, just like you know, if you're going to communicate to somebody, you can't just only worry about what you say because if they are not receiving what you have to say, then you're not communicating. So, if you're going to be Wait a good a communicator, are you saying that my intentions aren't? <laughs> The most important thing <laughs> is how it's perceived is what's most important. I I guess I... Is that what you're saying? I, uh, that is ludicrous. I'm such a bad person. Oh, how I'm, dare you? How dare I? My intention is absolutely <laughs> it. Well, that being said, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure it's probably true that if you're um, growing up in the environment and the culture that we live in right now, if you're a young black man... Um, in the inner city, and a cop pulls you over. I know I'd probably, I'd probably be nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, something else that no one's really talking about, and I don't have the audio of it, but um, a uh, a police uh, chief was in one of these town halls that they had, you know, repairing all the black issues and black and cop issues, apparently. Um, and <laughs> he said the reality of this game. He didn't call the game, but the reality of the situation is the black community is as scared of the black youth standing on the corner in the hoodie (laughs) as the white people are. So it's not that the white ones are scared and the black people are just cool. No, everyone's afraid of that stereotype. Yeah. Black or white. That's the problem. And they just ripped apart and dug into the whole, I think you brought it up last show, um, the idea of poverty is the problem. Yeah. When you are, are down low in society... What do you have to do but get into trouble? But then it's what is causing that poverty. Democratic policies in these big cities, a lot of it. Absolutely. It's these liberal policies. But if you have 75% of of women are giving birth to children outside of wedlock, Mm -hmm. well, of course it's going to... I know uh, Jesse Jackson said in a very candid moment, this was like 20 20 or 25 years ago... Could you understand him? <laughs> he said he said he was walking down the street, and I think it was in Washington, D.C. or something, and <clears throat> he heard a bunch of people walking behind him, and he got 
scared. And he said he turned around and, and looked and saw it was a group of white young white men. And he instantly felt a sense of relief, and he felt ashamed oh, by it. <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. That from the Rev? From the Rev. The Reverend? He sounds like he's got stuff just shoved, shoved in his mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I, heard, I think I've got a clip later on that he's talking, and it's just impossible to hear him. It's crazy. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com A little superstition. This is the David Allen Show. Uh, so, out of all of that, all of that chaos, um, we then get this targeted shooting of police um, in Dallas last week. Yes. Um, a little known incident, I guess, or an issue with the Dallas Police Department. Um, is this officers at the Dallas Police Department continues news aid dozens of officers have quit at this rate some fear the department could lose up to 200 officers they can't replace news aid Rebecca Lopez talked to an officer whose last day was today Rebecca now this story May 25 this year well, that officer told me that he's actually taking a pay cut to leave the Dallas Police Department. He says low morale is one of the reasons he's leaving. Other officers say they're leaving because of low pay and lack of confidence in the chief. 
This officer asked that we not identify him. He joins more than 40 officers who quit just this month. I'm going to go to a city that respects its officers. I'm going to go to a city that um, that will appreciate me and my skill set. The officer has worked at DPD for 10 years, and that is what is alarming. The department is not just losing young officers, but veterans and detectives who could be future leaders. Many tell News 8 low morale is plaguing the department under the leadership of Chief David Brown. The big joke is that we talk about uh, how many years you have left on the department. It's like a prison sentence. You walk through and it's like, oh, I've got two more years or oh, I've only got nine left. And that kind of thing just wears on. The chief addressed the issue Monday at a city council public safety meeting. The next slide shows our officers are, are not being retained and they're leaving uh, because in the area salaries are much, much higher. Some nearby cities, including Fort Worth, are paying officers 10 to $15,000 more a year. Dallas starting pay is about $45,000. But the officer we talked to says he's leaving because he feels he is no longer effective in Dallas. He says the workload, hours, and low pay aren't worth it. It's been a mass exodus, and I wasn't going to be one of the ones to be the one of the last to go. You know, when the when the ship sinks, I'm not going to be on the band. Like I'm going to find the next ship. Sources say so many officers are leaving the department that the personnel office can't process the paperwork quickly enough, and they're telling officers they have to wait to quit. DPD <clears throat> does have a serious issue on its hands. It has to pay millions of dollars in overtime to keep enough officers on the streets. The chief has recently authorized patrol officers to work up to 16 hours a day, eight hours before or eight hours after their shifts. Reporting live, Rebecca Lopez, Channel 8 News. And that's an insane uh, concept that we have. Uh, because they're so low on people, they are <laughs> double shifting it, essentially. I mean, eight eight hours. It's not like you stay over and you know you work an hour or two or four over. Double shift just to keep people on the streets. Um, maybe it's no wonder that they got targeted and successfully, unfortunately, um, got sniped by someone. Whether it was a um, an actual terrorist, an actual Black Lives Matter person, whether it was an actual. Um, government agent which that's an insane thought but maybe it's not and that that's kind of where uh i <laughs> uh i i live in the the mental world because it's fun to it's not fun at all it's disturbing but most of what the media puts out there is nothing but propaganda and it's blather it makes no sense most of it is just mindless uh, there was a um, a lady on, I believe this was on Fox, talking about uh, that shooting, the sniping in in Dallas, and it just makes it makes you want to yell that this is the expert being put out there. <gasps> oh yeah, the expert. Yeah. So what kind of weapons were used to gun down these police officers, and where could someone get them? Joining us now is forensic expert Jennifer Berenger, and she has some more insight on that. Jennifer, you've been here listening to all of this as it has unfolded. What are your thoughts about the, the weapons that were possibly used in this attack? Well, certainly we'll know more coming up. But certainly. For now, um, certainly. Unfortunately, just with laws as they are, and especially being in Texas, um, there's a lot of hunting that goes on there. Uh, okay. 
have used hunting rifles and because of the laws in Texas there's a lot of fun no I think it's because the wildlife in Texas no and the terrain well I took it they as grow big animals they're there. from Texas well they're crazy rednecks they just like killing anything she doesn't know <clears throat> Dallas is a huge city it's not little it's not backwoods I'm sorry and she said a hunting rifle mm-hmm so, but later on, she tries to define that and <laughs> fails miserably. But again, this is the expert being brought on. I Are know. you kidding me? And it's it's ast- astonishing to me because they had two women who had no clue. Absolutely no clue. Yeah. And they're just, yeah. They're, they're, okay. So in, in the news world, in the television news world, in order to be successful... You have to be hot, typically blonde, and, ha- and show a lot of leg. And that's what the producers and the people above call for yeah, sure. on TV. So, this is the way television works. These two ladies that are the hosts of the morning show, or whatever this is on Fox, um, are dynamite-looking blondes um, showing off their legs. Not their brains. No. The big difference between an assault rifle and a hunting rifle is, frankly, the scope. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Keep going. One puts on it, and scopes can be purchased online. No. Are you kidding? That scope is so deadly. What are you going to Throw it at somebody? You're going to beat them over the head with it? Oh, but then she makes a comment here a little bit later. Because you can use it to spy on people? So, um, I know that a lot of your guests have been saying that perhaps this was a very planned attack, but in theory, this could have been done on spur of the moment with a hunting rifle um, very easily, as long as it was a double-shot weapon. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that There's a double-shot shotgun that's double it. barrel or double right. barrel yes. shotgun but that is it there is oh my goodness so what action how how do you you know a hunting rifle you typically you're you're thinking it's a bolt action or, or something or like that semi-automatic yeah. but yeah but there's not and all many. that means semi-automatic semi-automatic means it reloads for you yeah after but, each shot it puts a new round in the chamber for you but typically in the past Hunting rifles were bolt action, and if it was semi-automatic, it wasn't a magazine. It wasn't this this no. huge you, magazine. You opened it up, and you you could shove four or five rounds. Yes, into it. Right. you you'd shove it mm-hmm. into it, and mm-hmm. it was semi-automatic, but yeah. it was limited. Uh, anyways, keep going. They could they could easily do it with something that you could purchase at a grocery store. At a grocery <laughs> store. Yes. Um. Let's see. I need some kale because uh, my cholesterol is up. And uh, what else? What else? Oh, a hunting a scope. I need uh, <laughs> a double shot scope. To I put need on a my hunting j- rifle. double shot scope to shoot things. Um, Is that a medical procedure? Oh. What's also interesting, and I did a little bit of research into this and was not aware of it. Perhaps I'm sure other people are. You are. Uh, she just claimed she did research. A little. She said a little. A no little. way in the world she did research. A little. You can go into these gun shops and you can buy adapters, right? Which can adapt a gun and make it a, an assault or a semi assault or can make it an assault rifle. <laughs> now, these are the hosts trying to blather on. She did research to figure out that you can have a an little. adapter a to little. make it an assault rifle. What crap? 
That's right. It will certainly allow the rifle to shoot faster, which may have been what they were hearing. Well, for now, we know that there may have even been more than one person involved, more than one shooter. But now we have to shut that down because that doesn't no, no. fit the narrative. Yeah, no. Even if it were just the one, uh, it could have been a hunting rifle that um, had a good scope on it that had been modified. As you what does that have to do with it? Just because you have a scope doesn't mean you're going to hit what you're shooting at, and it it. A scope, like you said, is just it. You can see. It helps you see better. It helps you see yeah. better, and it helps. That doesn't you make focus. it an assault weapon. No, whatever and it that doesn't means make anyway. It accurate either. Ugh. I think a musket is an assault weapon if you're using it on someone. Well, it right. It depends upon the perspective of the person <laughs> on the other side of the barrel. That's what yeah. I mean. It, yeah. Are you assaulting them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you would be. Or maybe even not modified. A lot of times you can hear a lot of echoes, things like that. But he could certainly what? shoot quickly enough. And from the vantage point that he had above, that could have been done with something that you could purchase almost anywhere at this point. Garbage. I'll tell you what. You can't purchase that in my store. No. Or the store across the road from me. Or, the or down the road. Or frankly, anywhere but one spot in this entire town. Although... Uh, let's see, it would have been um, about 32 years ago I bought my first rifle at a gas station. So, well, <laughs> at one back time. then, it was different. <laughs> back then, you could walk in and say, hi, here's the money, yeah. and walk out. It was a 22. But you didn't, have, you didn't need the feds It involved. wasn't semi-automatic, and, and I didn't have a scope. It wasn't a double shot. <laughs> no, it wasn't a double shot, and I didn't get a scope. So <laughs> You didn't go assaulting deer with your double shooter? No. <laughs> <laughs> the video there as you're speaking and you actually see some of the flashes uh, from the gun as he fired mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. one of the twitter mm -hmm. videos that uh, someone had Facts. posted where they Reality. became a citizen journalist where we really they just elevated these bullcrap videos from who knows what vantage point as no, they are citizen journalists. They're telling the truth. Heard the pop, pop, pop. It was about the 50 or 60 shots that have been being described. You're saying that that doesn't necessarily mean that that was an automatic weapon. Those were automatic weapons. That's correct. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, a lot of times it can seem faster than it actually is. But okay, so <laughs> the Chiron on this this uh this <laughs> this television shot and i'm sorry the audio is horrible but the chiron which is the text yep. you know all the crap on the screen mm -hmm. the text <laughs> it has her name Beringer, uh b-a-r-r-i-n-g-e-r -R -R -E colon and then it's a claim she's making and the claim is this is her her face and then under it the claim is Beringer scoped rifles as deadly as assault <laughs> who writes this stuff as long as you have a rifle that has a clip and it's oh she's a forensic expert yeah not a it's not a clip oh, what's forensics uh investigation yeah finding yeah. facts CSI right whatnot. finding facts <clears throat> this lady is the dumbest forensic I, expert i've ever heard i think it's funny that they put on their forensics expert <laughs> I, I saw that and i thought that was hilarious <laughs> Because that doesn't really tell you anything. No. no. Or wait, isn't forensics debate in high school also? Um, I think it's evidence. 
I think forensics is more evidence. Okay, based. well, that's that. Yeah. Actually has to be ejected in between. Oh, hold on. Rifle. What, 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 what? necessarily mean that that was an automatic weapon. Those were automatic weapons. That's correct. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, a lot of times it can seem faster than it actually is, but as long as you have a rifle that has a clip, and it's not a situation a where your... Uh, it's a magazine. bullet actually has to be ejected in between. What? The bullet has There's to be not, ejected. And it's not a situation where the bullet has to be ejected. Mm -hmm. Last I checked, last time I shot, which is a week week or so ago. Mm -hmm. um, Did your bullet there go was off a, the side? A, <laughs> the bullet got ejected right down the barrel. Yeah. Yes. And in the meantime, the shell yes. came. It, it did. It, it didn't have a choice. It had to come out. Yeah. And it came out the side. It came out the side. And when it came out, a new one went in. And that was neat. Yeah. And then I could shoot again. You know what that is? <laughs> it's an assault it's, rifle? No, it's oh. magic. <laughs> That's, scientists can't um, figure that one out. Rather quickly. Very. And in terms of the crime scene itself and what investigators would be looking for at this point, uh, clearly um, facts. Would be looking for gun casings, bullets, all of that type of thing. Absolutely. And um, they could easily pull DNA off that in case um, if you wanted to find out who else was involved. It obviously isn't just the one shooter. So, um, you know, there may obviously is not the just now, the one. OK, but it's early. This on. lady is an idiot. Maybe not in that case, though. <laughs> She might have something there. Well. And so maybe they programmed her to say all this other bull crap so then they could come back and say, well, will you see this other stuff? She said, it's not true. But the fact that she mentioned there's more than one person, obviously, the, we can't, can't agree with that because the other crap she said is garbage. Now, this isn't Huffington Post, oh, right? Oh, no, this is Fox News. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which may, may be the same. You yeah. never know. Yeah, but certainly there were others involved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the feds. Throughout the night, and one of the suspects had threatened that there might be other explosive devices uh, placed either in that facility. No, you know where those explosive devices were? They were on the robot that they blew the guy up with. <laughs> oh yeah, let's we'll get there eventually. <laughs> <clears throat> so okay, so they claim that uh, after they got got him cornered, yeah, they had no shot to to kill him with a sniper. So they let's blow him so, up. Blow and, him up good, and blow they, him up real good. They gave him a choice. His choice was give um, up or to, we to blow give you up, up. To give up, uh, or uh, they had they had to do something. They had to. They couldn't leave him in the in the cornered spot he was in because if they have him cornered, what's he gonna do? At some point, he's gonna shoot himself, or, or give up, come out. or come out shooting like the Orlando shooter, and then they can shoot him and whoever else is around, and then it'll be fine. Yeah, because uh, how long was he in there? You know, that I don't know. I believe it was hours. Like in, like trapped hours? Yeah, when they were trying to communicate with him and whatnot. Oh, I thought, who, I think who, it was who are you talking about? The, the shooter. The Dallas shooter? Yeah, the Dallas oh, shooter. I don't know that. Uh, because they uh, uh, they talked to him. They said that they talked to him. Well... They can say a lot. So the, this robot, they decided then they needed to go and exact judgment on him, which is no different than a drone strike, if you think about it. If they have a remote control robot driving in to blow him up, how is that different than flying a remote controlled airplane and dropping a bomb on him? Yeah, especially... Um, <laughs> I, I've, I think you're right. 
Um, if that's the case, that's this is the first time I think this documented is the first time. that it's ever happened on U.S. soil yes. against a U.S. citizen. Yes, because what they might do is. <laughs> This isn't Eric Clapton. <laughs> um, usually the SWAT will go in. Because mm-hmm. they are well-trained, tough guys, typically. Well, yeah. Or at least they have cool armor. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but SWAT will go in, and the guy will either give up, or he, he will attempt to fire on them sure, and, and then, them. then they shoot right. they have a choice mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so i find it interesting that they blew them up though because they could have sat and waited right if they would have waited what would have happened he would have either because he had been shot but he they gave him no choice or he, he gave them no choice is what they say now, that might be the case if he's running around shooting, but he was trapped, and he had been shot. So if you would have waited five, six, seven hours, shh, he gets shh, tired. Shh, don't talk about that. I think it's... Um, I, I totally agree with you. you it, to me, it's completely fishy that they used C4 to stop this person. <clears throat> yeah. Especially somebody who had... Uh, uh, been in the military, the reserves, and his military occupational specialty was carpenter. And we all know that carpenters make the uh, the best special operation operators. Clearly. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, evidently he had attended a, uh, a, a training course, private self-defense de- course, around two years ago. So with all of that skill... He was able to kill five cops and then uh, uh, close in on it. Well, on one of them, he closed in and shot the guy up close in a very professional manner. Um, With a lot of sparks around. Like that, from the one angle that they showed, Mm -hmm. there was tons of like sparks flying, which what in the world is he shooting at? And what was he using? Like graphite bullets? I mean, what's it gonna? What's gonna spark so much? Flint? I don't know. Maybe it's granite. And then I saw another angle that um, had zero sparking, and only one person in the shot. Don't ask me how that works. (laughs) (laughs) I I flat out refuse to believe. I I refuse to believe that this man did it all on his own. Refuse to believe it. I, they are they are lying, and then they blew them up to cover up. Or they whatever blew they blew up. something up, whether it was a cadaver that they just pulled out of the morgue because they needed a body. Well, it looked like the guy. So if well, they killed, okay, but if they killed the guy and then blew him up, but I am willing that I I'm going to I'm going to believe until it's proven otherwise. That this guy actually uh, was one of the shooters. And if they blew him up, I think it's because they didn't want any of this information to go out. Yeah, because there's Silence more There's them. more people. He he was the patsy, probably. Like Oswald. That was not involved. Yeah. Yeah. And the robot, we should call the robot uh, Jack Ruby. Ooh. 
Yeah. That's what we should call the robot. <laughs> the JR. Yeah. <clears throat> so this, uh, I found the... Um, you neutralize the patsy. <laughs> right. I found the uh, clip. It's C- uh, CNN's Drake Tapper <clears throat> uh, is interviewing the police chief of Dallas talking about this bomb and how it saved lives. Um, the police department used a bomb robot to kill the gun. Good idea. Uh, take us through that process. How did you make that decision? Decision. Uh, I, I was uh, in radio contact with the SWAT team negotiating once we had him pinned down in the second floor of the El Centro College. So they got him pinned down. What in the world is the problem? Well, they had uh, classes the next day, evidently, and, you know. <laughs> You don't want to get millennials uncomfortable. Uh, building. And they began conveying to me that uh, this person was in a gunfire with them, gunfight with them. What? And he was in a position. Then shoot him. I know. If you're in a gunfight, that means you both typically have a vantage point, that, right? Yeah. If, you, have, you have a shot. If he can't hit you. It's because he's behind something and therefore no threat. Right. The minute he pops his head out, mm-hmm. you shoot him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you're trained. Um, see him. He was secreted behind a brick uh, corner. And, and, and the only way to either get a sniper shot to end his trying to kill us would be to expose officers to grave danger. Um, the other option was to... to continue to negotiate. We had negotiated with him for about two hours. Uh, and he just basically lying to us, playing games, laughing at us, singing, asking how many did he get and that he wanted to kill some more and that there were bombs there. So there, there was no progress on the negotiation. And Because he was singing feel, at you. He was singing at you, um, not mm-hmm. shooting, singing. Mm-hmm. And the, okay, so this might prove that these cops are just egotistical maniacs. That they felt threatened because he was mocking them, and so we're like, we got to take him out. He's singing at us. I don't believe that. I believe uh, they had to neutralize him, like they had to neutralize uh, Oswald. Oh well, I I don't disagree, <clears throat> but but for this stance to be taken, it's just stupid. Yeah, that it was only uh, at a split second. Let's see what he, he said. He believed what? And I began to feel that it was only uh, uh, at a split second he would charge us and and take out many more before we many would more kill him. So he's not asked, one guy against the SWAT team. <clears throat> He'd already been shot too. And how good is this guy? Evidently, uh, he missed his calling. He should have gone into Delta Force. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was planning a press conference before I walked out the door. I said I want to plan when I come back from this press conference to end this. And I said, really? you need the creativeness to come up with a plan to do it. When I got back from the press conference, they presented to me um, what was probably a 15-minute plan they put together a drone to strike. improvise our robot uh, with a device uh, to detonate uh, behind the corner within a few feet of where he was that would take him out. And I approved it. Because uh, I'm a coward. do it again if, if presented with the same circumstances. There you go, the Dallas Chalief police, the police chief. um, (laughs) Chalief police. (laughs) Claiming that he just wanted to end this. So come up, come up with an idea. Bring me some good ideas that we just got to end this thing. 
Why? Was like, did they have class? Was there a soccer game tomorrow he had to get to? Uh, Maybe he had to go realize that his police force was actually getting killed instead of leaving, like they reported in May, that they were all leaving because it was a horrible place to work. Well, now, I mean, it's a good recruiting tool, I guess. Uh, The number of people who are signing up to become cops there has just gone through the roof. Why? You think they jacked up the pay now? No. Or, or now you get a bunch of crazies that will come out and can kill people now? No, it's like, um, what was it in the 50s? The When uh, a sniper, sh- quotes, shoots cops, yeah. how is that a recruiting tool? Oh, like uh, in the 50s you had... Um, oh, wait, that's the, a different, different the era. Three, the three missionaries... Different era. ...who were killed down different in Ecuador. Era. Different kind of people were born back then. Yeah, but through the death of it, a bunch of people became missionaries. Through this, when stuff like this happens, you have young guys who are like, "I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm outraged. Oh, I'm yeah. going to do something." Yeah. So okay, even millennial, even uh, not every millennial is is horrible. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. I just find it interesting that this, you know, they're they're pushing hard this narrative. And it, it's so crazy that it came right after we have two media high profile yes. um black people shot by cops. Well, which came right after what? Orlando. No. What happened between Orlando and the two cops getting killed? The FBI. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Obviously, because it worked. It worked. No Brain drain, mind numb. Uh, Hillary got off. Oh, yeah. The FBI looked the other way. Loretta Lynch, hack job that she is, will not take a stand. She apparently has no idea what she... She doesn't know if she agrees with it because she can't make that decision. What? Yep. So Hillary needed it. Okay. Needed it for for it to go away. Mm-hmm. And so they were just sitting there waiting for an incident to happen to exploit the incident. And then, voila. <clears throat> I don't know if it was an MK Ultra kind of thing where they... Uh, Butterflies. Yeah. Uh, uh, and away you go. Don't know. Don't know. Uh, speaking of Hillary... <clears throat> um, Queen... Kleptillery? Kleptillery, yes, 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 yes. Uh, A Democratic National Committee employee was shot dead over the weekend about one block from his home. You mean he got got the queen a a fat latte and she wanted a no-fat latte? And um, Seth Rich worked as the voter expansion data director at the DNC. You for, sure? For more than two years. The attack occurred Sunday at about 4.20 a.m. So this was like five days ago. On a residential street in the Bloomingdale neighborhood in northwestern Washington, D.C. His death was the District of Columbia's 68th homicide of 2016. It's a great place to live. Very safe. Uh, he was shot, they say, several times and struck at least once in the back. He was shot twice is how it has come out. Twice in the back. Uh, acting Captain Anthony Hay Have of the Metropolitan Police Department's Homicide Unit said Monday morning at a news conference. 
Police said they heard gunshots while patrolling the area. Rich, who was 27 years old, was found conscious and breathing at the scene, but a little more than an hour later, he succumbed to his injuries at an area hospital, Officials, according to officials. Our hearts are broken with the loss of one of our DNC family members over the weekend. Seth Rich was dedicated, selfless, was a dedicated, selfless public servant who worked tirelessly to protect the most sacred right we share as Americans. Which is? The right to vote. This is a quote from Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Uh, Blabbermouth. Um, she continued, That's the most sacred? Yeah, the right to vote. Uh, he saw the great potential of our nation and believed that together we can make the world a better place. He was a joy to have as a member of our team, and his talents, intelligence, enthusiasm will be deeply missed by the many friends, colleagues, and co-workers that, who worked by his side in service to the highest ideals of our democracy. But he found out that we had rigged the election for Hillary and thus had to be eliminated. I was going oh, to... Oh, that, sorry. That... Uh, that was a an editorial. That was in uh, the parentheses. <laughs> yes, that was in the italics. <laughs> uh, okay. So, do you think Hillary had him killed? Data analysis huh? with voting. He did voter expansion data director. That's what his job was. So, do you think Hillary had him liquidated? They claim he got robbed and killed in a robbery. Uh huh. They didn't take anything. Uh huh. Nothing. They didn't complete the robbery. They shot him. And then ran dead, away? Twice in the back. Huh. I didn't think Hillary could run that fast. No, she, she has people. Oh, okay. I, I assume. I mean, people get her coffee <laughs> all the time, so there's got to be people for everything that's, else. Again, that's, that's like I said, uh, he got her a fat latte. <laughs> More than that, And perhaps, yeah. she wanted a non-fat. That, that, that's, and yeah. she doesn't accept yeah. excuses. Yeah. Uh, th- there he is, did it once, <clears throat> and if he didn't learn... According He's to gotta go. according to John C. Dvorak, there's a lot of evidence out there that uh, there's a lot of analyses of uh, votes, like the the um, what's it called when you uh, tell the people outside what you voted? What's that called? Oh, the uh, the polling. Yeah, booth? yeah, it's a, a poll. Yeah, it's. Um, Anyway, the the polls on your way out that they take, yeah, yeah. they go. Oh, how did you vote? And so then yeah. they, they get this idea based on, then they can extrapolate that out, and then and then they try to do happen. that to keep people from coming. Oh, you bet. Yeah, always, it was too late. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, uh, those didn't jive with actual fact. Like they're saying one thing, like mm-hmm. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie is awesome, and then it turns out Hillary wins by a landslide uh-huh. for real. Well, for real or well, for- well I mean on on paper. Hillary wins, but the people say Bernie's winning based uh-huh. on the polling stuff. And so there's a there was a bunch of that. Um, California polled Bernie like nuts. Hillary wins it. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of things that get, make it look really shady. And so who knows? Did this kid, twenty what twenty seven years old, did the exit poll exit polling? Um, did this kid? know about what happened did he uncover some stuff did he do it and then i don't know who knows but for anyone to not be willing to look at that there are so <laughs> there are so many people that are no longer breathing that were connected 
to that family. So you're saying the the typical life expectancy is, is shorter is, than most. Um, much shorter than most. It's probably you're probably safer to be a black guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it's just uber 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 suspicious timing. I mean, right? Um, this was on the Sunday. This this was Sunday. It happened. The uh, what day was that? Tenth. The tenth, I think. Yeah. Um. When did Bernie come out for Hillary? Was that yes? Two days ago. Is it Tuesday, so. the twelfth? I think so. Yeah. So he dies the day before Bernie. Like raw, raw, raw. Hillary is wonderful. He just spent how many months lambasting her, telling her that she, everyone that she's not qualified, she's horrible, she's tied to Wall Street. Did he seem enthusiastic? Uh, he seemed Bernie, which I was intrigued by, which makes me think he's a, either a robot or he is an absolute hack who will do whatever the people that are controlling him say. Are you sure it wasn't Larry David? <laughs> I, I wondered that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he does a good Bernie. I don't know. It's interesting. The other piece that's kind of wild is the attack occurred Sunday at about 4.20 a.m. Huh. That's weird. Why is he out walking around in the streets at 4.20 a.m.? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, wow. I, f- I find it strange that anybody would want to live in Washington, D.C. because the, the citizens there uh, re-elected uh, Barian... Uh, uh, what's uh, Ma- Ma- Marion Barry? Marion yeah. Barry. Is that like a blackberry? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I think so. Yes, it is. Is it a little taller, maybe? Not quite so. Yeah. Not quite so round. Yeah. So Marion Barry's a little tall. Yep. Uh, it snorts Still a lot of crack. Del- <laughs> <laughs> but he got out of prison from using crack, and and they reelected him. So <clears throat> yeah. I, well, who who um who controls? The operation of I DC. Know. I think the the Congress does, isn't it? The House of Representatives. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I, I think, think you're so. right. So that would explain. This <laughs> falls directly on them. Oh my goodness! Uh, did yeah. you see something in the news where uh, Hillary is uh, recommending that when you turn 18, you're automatically? Oh man, that was in her speech after Bernie. Okay. Like agreed uh, to fall in line, and then everybody. You have up to 20 days to vote? Yes. Yes. She was advocating for automatic registration. And here's my thought. What if you don't go down and decide? Do they then just put you in a cat? Oh, oh, D. D. So then if that's the case, the auditor matters. Yeah. The county auditor matters then. Mm-hmm. That is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Because that's the last thing we want is automatic registration of people who maybe don't care. I know in... Um the Soviet Union, uh, a lot of people voted every year, or you know, every time uh, the uh, the premier was up for re-election, and coincidentally enough, he always he, he got ninety nine percent of the vote. Got him. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> so it's going to be interesting bing, bing, when, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Uh, yeah, when Comrade Hillary. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. There's stuff going on now that it, I guess I always thought it would probably happen. Maybe not like this, but it's just weird when it's happening while you're still alive. Yes. You know. Well, I know. It's not like you're reading this in the book where you could think, well, maybe they're just sensationalizing it. Maybe yeah. it's just, I, man. It's just aston- astonishing to me how stupid people are. 
Ah, stupid. <laughs> that's wrong term. Yeah. They're not stupid. Yeah, but I guess, and it's really when you stop to think about it, it's not. It really isn't. It's just for the life of me. Again, I will say it. I don't know why anybody would vote for Hillary or have anything to do with Hillary, regardless of their uh, uh, political affiliation, because she's such a horrible person. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, where there's, where there's smoke, there's fire. When tons and tons and tons of people say she's a horrible person, well, you know. Uh, and, you know, it'll be interesting. If she gets reelected in a year from now, we might not be able to even say that. It's more likely than not that that will be the case. Yeah. And I almost fear that that will be the case uh, regardless, regardless of, of what happens, yeah. Oh well, because the <laughs> this whole internet thing, and I really think this is stemming from this stuff, this Facebook Live idea that I push go, and it is streamed. Mm-hmm. There's no thirty second delay. There's none of this that the the FCC can then monitor and watch to censor and cut stuff out and stop it. There's none of that yet. Mm-hmm. After this Castile thing in Minnesota, where they all of a sudden, she's in the car with him, bloody dying. And then this D- Sterling in Louisiana, where, although I find it fascinating that both camera angles of that shooting, you never see the shooting. Like the camera moved away at the exact moment that there would actually be a shot fired, coincidentally, both camera angles did that, different people. But those things, and then the, it was bad. The one, the Sterling one in Louisiana was not fun mm-hmm. because then you see real blood coming out and yeah. you see, you know, bot muscles twitching and stuff that, that that's real death. It's not pretty. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's faked. Mm-hmm. But now we have those two instances that are uncensored, to the public, just like that. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. We can't have that. So now we need to establish some rules of what Facebook Live can do. We got to establish what you can put on the web. There's got to be a time period that someone or some machine has to approve. That's where it's going. And part of me wonders if this is part of the game that we throw out Facebook Live, make it really big, but and you- all of a sudden it gets used, and then we just grab on that and say, "Holy crap! Look at this." How can we allow this? We can't have our people seeing this stuff. They can't. They're too sensitive to see that. Well, I don't know. I I wonder if they if this is precisely what they want to happen. Well, it's good for Facebook because now all of a sudden Facebook is where everyone's going to go to watch it. Yeah. Yes. So for that market share, Facebook wins. But I'm thinking the powers that be, the the shadow government that we kind of think is really running the show. But I would think that they would want it because every time this happens, it it uh, creates more and more unrest in a sense. You know. You mean because then it's easier for the government to come in as as and the, exploit on it. the white horse and fix it, or and say you oh you want protection? Okay, lose these freedoms. That's the Patriot Act. I mean, well, really. I mean, you know, the like uh, the what you might call it, the guy. Um, Ah, uh, I forgot his name already. Um, from Minnesota, who got shot? His girlfriend, Philando. Yeah, Philando. Yeah, not er, Philando. <laughs> yeah, well, Philando. Well, he, but yeah, PC. Um, when that the minute that happened, 
um, you can exploit that, which mm-hmm. they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, constantly. So if stuff like this happens on a regular basis, it's just more and more fuel for them to exploit to try to to push people in different directions, to um, enforce the narrative, the propaganda. Well, exactly. It goes back to old Robinson on MSNBC. We can't look at these stats because it doesn't jive with the reality we just saw <laughs> yeah. on TV or we just saw yeah. on Facebook. That's the reality of the game. Yeah. That's facts. Who needs them? Exactly. U.S. Representative Corrine Brown, a Democratic superdelegate and a member of Hillary Clinton's Florida Leadership Council. Wait, uh, she's a U.S. representative yeah. and she's a delegate? I super. I, I think a lot, a lot of them are. Really? She was indicted on corruption charges this week. This was last week's article. So last week, uh, and arraigned in federal court on July 8th. Two unnamed sources familiar with the case told the Orlando Sentinel that the Jacksonville politician is tied to an unregistered charity called One Door for Education, Inc. That's another investigation by the the Department of Justice, or that's under investigation by the DOJ. The indictment was initially sealed, but was opened Friday morning. The investigation stems from a House Committee on Ethics investigation into Brown's involvement with the charity shortly after One Door's director pleaded guilty to fraud, and agreed to work with prosecutors in March. From the Sentinel, quote, The prosecutors say One Door's director, Carla Wiley, presented her organization as an education charity started starting in 2011, but never obtained tax-exempt status or filed state or federal tax re- returns, even as it solicited about $800,000 in donations. Between 2012 and 2016, as Wiley withdrew or transferred to her own accounts more than $140,000, the group issued just one scholarship for about (laughs) $1,000. Sounds right. While documents in Wiley's case didn't mention Brown by name, prosecutors alleged that $150,000 in charity funds had been used for events hosted by or in the honor of an unnamed public official dubbed Person A. Several details in Wiley's plea suggested Person A is Representative Corrine Brown. The Tampa Bay Times in February listed Brown among Florida Democrat Demo, among Florida's Democratic superdelegates and Clinton's Florida Leadership Council. News 4 details the charges. Brown was charged in a 24-count indictment with participating in a conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud multiple counts of mail and wire fraud, concealing material facts on required financial disclosure forms, theft of government property, obstruction of the due administration of the internal revenue laws, and filing false tax returns. Do you think she intended to do that? Because if she no. did it, she should be fine. I think, I think she should, uh, you know, uh, say I want to be treated like Hillary. Kind of like that uh, major in the Marine Corps who was... Um, He's getting kicked out of the Marine Corps for not um, for inappropriately using the email system. He he sent an email to his command after he came back to the United States to to warn them about this uh, police uh, Afghan police chief that he was shady. And like a week or two after that, this Afghan police chief's I don't know, houseboy 
killed three Marines. Oh, yes. And um, so because he warned them, evidently sending classified information... Right. Um, to save getting, lives. To save yeah. lives, he's getting kicked out. Mm-hmm. But But Hillary, who Comey, by the way has said that she's completely negligence, gross negligence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I saw I saw an interview, or I heard an interview afterwards, after this all happened, and Hillary said that she threw other people under the bus. She's, Who? Uh, uh, Hillary did. I, I, I don't have that. Uh, maybe, maybe next time I'll have to dig it up. But anyways, basically she was saying that... Um, that other people, her implication of what she was saying is that other people in the intelligence community were doing the exact same thing she was, and they didn't have any problem with it. It was a total lie. Right. <clears throat> um, but that's a shocker. Yeah. This, I'm trying to see if I can find the clip of this brown lady. I mean the magazine? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Mm-hmm. Of this um, Brown, Representative Brown. Come on, let's see. If, uh, she's quoted. She made a very fast, staggering claim um, regarding the Orlando shooting. Let's see if this will actually... Hello? Congresswoman Corinne Brown and Ronnie Simmons, her chief of staff, pleaded not guilty in a federal court this afternoon in Jacksonville after they were both indicted on charges of committing fraud involving a bogus charity that had been set up in Virginia. Federal prosecutors alleged that Brown and her chief of staff worked with One Door for Education to collect money that was supposedly going to go to scholarships, but instead went into the pockets of Brown and her associates. Yes, we know that. That's not what I'm looking for. Well, she didn't mean it. Oh, well, yeah. Intent is everything. Or it's not. I mean, it's not everything. Yes, it is. Well, she didn't know that was wrong. Oh. Oh, oh is that it? Yeah. She's watching Hillary the way uh, Bill and Hillary do the uh, Clinton Foundation and thought, good enough for the goose, good enough for the gander. <laughs> right. Well, she... Ah, come on. Where she, she spoke to the sorry, this is taking longer than it should. Um, I don't want to read the full fifty-three page indictment. Well, maybe I do. <laughs> Hello. Hi. 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 How you doing? Yes, we know. Let's see. Yes, we know. What? benefit and their own political benefit. We've also found out that she was taking trips to Jacksonville allegedly using money that was brought in to help children through an education fund, lavish vacations to the Bahamas, things of that nature. We even heard of a Beyonce concert being used, <laughs> uh, allegedly with this money that was of again, course. supposed to be donated to helping children with scholarships. Huh. We have found out only two scholarships were given a total of $1,200. Now for some deeper analysis in to the indictment itself it is 53 pages okay so never mind uh so what what she said 
because I can't find it. But what she said was, because <clears throat> the FBI, the you know they're investigating this. She said that this is ridiculous. Why all these agents looking into this case, investigating this? They are good guys. This basically this ridiculous investigation took our agents away, and this is almost verbatim from investigating the agent who killed 50 people in Orlando. Ooh. Huh. I don't know. Might have been a slip of the tongue. Sometimes the truth comes out. I I don't know. Yeah. The uh what was it? Um in Russia uh they had two news newspapers. There was Pravda, which I believe means truth, and there was another newspaper this is during the Soviet Union time, uh was uh, was a Russian word for news. So one was a Russian word for truth, and the other one there it was a Russian word for news. And the Russian people would say, they would say there is no truth in the news, and there's no news in the truth. Oh, yeah. So they would say whatever the there's no whatever the Russian word for news is in mm-hmm. in Pravda, and there's no Pravda in okay. the other one. <clears throat> And it's because it was all propaganda, and it was all created in these ministries of propaganda. But they wouldn't call it propaganda; they would, pro- I don't know, whatever word they would use. And it's getting that way that you don't you don't know what what to believe anymore. Yeah. And any of the, uh, I mean, people are defaulting to Huffington Post kind of garbage that comes out. That um, and Buzzfeed it must be true. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad when you have uh, a growing list of corrupt politicians. What do you mean growing? <laughs> oh, so, well, the, I think it's been pretty oh, level. I mean, it's grown? Like it, 90, <clears throat> kind of like Most attorneys. Yeah, 97% make the other 3% look bad. Yeah. Yeah, so so anyways, all that, all that shooting happened. Yeah, and it's just covering up crap and it's re- revealing stuff. Uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't know what to say. Um, I'm surprised they haven't made, um, bulletproof vests illegal. Because supposedly the shooter was wearing a bulletproof vest or armor and he had gotten shot, um, in the vest, but he didn't put him down. And uh, I'm I'm wondering at what point are they going to say why would you need a bulletproof vest? Only police need bulletproof vests, and try to uh, regulate that. <clears throat> huh? I think it's coming. Yeah. This. <clears throat> let's see. Is this is this the whole thing? I don't know. Maybe. No. Maybe. Ah, I hate Reddit. 
I know that the Black Lives Matter is calling for um, the disarming, the demil and the demilitarization of the pol of police. Disarming right, of yeah. the police and the demilitarization of them. Yep. So the police shouldn't have <laughs> guns. Apparently not. Oh. Yeah, but maybe we should listen to them. Yeah. Or not? Uh, yeah, no. Let's not do that. No, uh, mark that down. Mark, mark that down. No, we're not going to listen to that. We're not going <laughs> to follow that. <clears throat> uh, one last little thing on this, because I'm not sure how much more I can take of this. Um, at the m memorial uh, for the slain officers in Dallas, where uh, everyone came out and gave their support. Obama was there. George Bush was there. They should um, have done... Uh to Obama what the New York PD did to the mayor. Well, and walked out? No, they or all turned, turned, around. turned around. They should have done the same thing. Oh. Because he's as much, not as much as the shooter, but as much as anybody around responsible for this sort of garbage. Well, then listen to this thing he said at this event. We choose to underinvest in decent schools. We allow poverty to fester so that entire neighborhoods That's true. offer no prospect for gainful employment. But it's what is causing we the poverty. We refuse to fund drug treatment and mental health programs. Uh, I don't think that's true. He said it. It must be. We flood communities with so many guns that it is easier... I thought I was going to say we flood communities just like New Orleans. But <laughs> ...for a teenager to buy a Glock... We? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. We flood communities with so many guns that it is easier for a teenager to buy a Glock than get his hands on a computer or even a book. Are you? <laughs> are you kidding me? What a lot. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. A lying. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Insider. Yeah. Just because I don't typically Community, talk the other way. Yeah. Um. And listen to the applause. All right. What a joke. And then we tell the police, you're a social worker. You're the parent. You're the teacher. You're the drug counselor. We tell them to keep those neighborhoods in check at all costs and do so without causing any political blowback or inconvenience. I'm actually shocked he said this piece. Don't make a mistake that might disturb our own peace of mind. And then we feign surprise when periodically the tensions boil over. So nice. The Black Lives Matter is not that bad. Just periodically they boil over. It's fine. Periodically. Yeah, that's uh, what she calls talking out of both sides of your mouth. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. In the same sentence. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, at least we don't live in Uganda, where uh, you can't. This isn't good, like radio, because it's a visual. But there's uh, road roadways, um, two lanes. Mm -hmm. The middle is a uh, like a um, metal barrier. You know, it's like the metal, like a metal, median uh, kind with of a fence or uh, uh, kind of. But it's you know like a a, a corner uh, guardrail you put up over oh, a cliff. Yeah. That kind of curly looking piece of metal that's running down well there, i don't know what's going on but there's a ton of people in the middle like standing on that i don't know if they're cheering waving i'm not sure and there's video footage of a police truck or military probably it's a toyota but it's got camo 
fatigued, dressed uh, soldiers in the back mm-hmm. with these long batons, basically. And they just drive and hold it out? No, no, not hold it out. They are deliberately whacking as many people as they can. I don't know why. And it looks like they're just being jerks because they're whacking people and oh, people would, don't realize they're coming. And so they turn and they get hit move. in the head. They get whacked. These women, like they're deliberately going after women. There's little, they're called Boda Bodas. It's a, ta- it's a uh, motorcycle taxi, mm-hmm. basically. So you ride on the back. Um, one guy's got all this stuff because that's what you travel with. He's like all these, job, I don't know what it is, pipes and stuff. And the cops drive by, they look at him and they kind of poke at him, trying to knock him over. At least we're not there yet in this country. Yeah, I don't. no police officer in America is going to be able to do that. Or if he does it, you, I mean, you can do a lot of things once. That's where Facebook Live would sure be handy. Yeah. So, yeah. But at least we don't live there. We don't have that kind of... Uh, or Somalia. Or yeah. North Korea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ha, <laughs> ha. Oh, yeah. Not there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Is that computer? Or is that somebody's voice? It was someone's voice at one point. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. We're on Facebook at the David Allen Show. Instagram, David Allen Show. Now we're on iTunes and the Google Play Store if you want to listen uh, not live, for those of you that aren't here right now. This is the David Allen Show. Yes. I, uh, we were talking about all this craziness. I saw an article by this, uh, let's see, what's his name? It's on the Federalist website. It's an article by David Marcus. And it was uh, white, why white privilege is not the problem. And he had... Um, He said something that, I mean, we all know this, um, but I think it's it's more of the how in our culture now, uh, 
we're asked how we feel and you know theoretically 50 years ago we were asked how what we thought mm-hmm. so um 50 years ago it seemed that the truth mattered now it's not truth doesn't matter it's how you feel anyways he said today we know that almost every piece of scientific evidence ever produced to describe the nature of any individual based on race is bunk and yet rather than treating racism as illogical and irrational we treat it as immoral and un- unjust racism may well be the latter but its cure can only be found in the former only when Everyone views snap judgments about individuals based on race as the absurd equivalent of such judgments based on hair or eye color will the great moral victory over bigotry be won. But this is precisely what progressive views on race stand in the way of. Since the 1980s, we have moved away from the goal of the colorblind society towards a goal of valuing differences. The focus on differences reinforces racial pseudoscience and frankly gives cover to racists of all kinds who obviously would rather debate morality than science. When we make assumptions about a person based on their skin color, we are engaged in a logical fallacy. What we think we know is based on aggregate demographic information, some accurate, some not so much. We might think that an Asian student is good at math because studies show that the aggregate Asians score high in math. But while aggregations are made up of individual people, individual people are not made up of aggregations. It's not a two-way street. Um, In areas such as medicine and public policy, these aggregations can be useful in allocating resources, but on the individual level, they are meaningless. The same is true for white privilege. As a whole, our society still offers better opportunity and treatments to whites, but for any one individual, that systemic racism may or may not result in practical advantage or disadvantage. Um, uh, one second. Two, uh, this, this person he was quoting uh, was recently on MSNBC saying, that the fact that not every white person can utilize white privilege doesn't mean it's not there, just like that I don't have a car doesn't mean cars don't exist. Without meaning to, meaning to, he actually delivered a fatal blow to the entire theory. If this privilege does not apply to every white person, then we can only judge it one individual right. at a time. Then it can't be a blanket issue. Yeah. But in doing so, the crystalline systemic iniquity that white privilege describes dissolves into the murky waters of individual lives. For him, hold on. For him to use the car analogy, mm-hmm. what if no one got in a car? Even the ones that owned them, they didn't get in them, so they didn't use that. That's a good point. Even though they had it, just they because just didn't you use it. it. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's a moron. Yep. <clears throat> but I thought... I thought that that was very astute that um now now i mean in the 1980s prior to the 1980s from the mid 60s to the 80s it was let's become colorblind and let's all realize that we're all you know um that the thing that differentiates us is is not shouldn't be melat uh, melatonin in our skin um, it should be the character 
um, or you know our 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 character like uh, Martin Luther King mentioned. But until we get away from that and start saying that the whole racial thing is about as dumb as you can get, scientifically, there is nothing to it other than, you know, um, genetics. Mm -hmm. Same thing with hair color and eye. Right. Um, until we get to that point, we're, we're just going to sit here and we're going to, you know. Mm -hmm. If only it were true. Yes. So, speaking of uh, white privilege and elitism. Mm -hmm. First, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. Who's this? Uh, Warren? Richest man in the world. Oh, is that? That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on... New vaccines, healthcare. Hold on, let's go back for a second. Today has 6.8. Okay, hold on, let's back up again. Listen to what he's saying. Uh, first, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. What? What? We could lower that by vaccines? Healthcare and reproductive health services. We're lowering the population. <laughs> but there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Uh, $10 billion over the next 10 years. Uh, this is Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Uh, interviewing Gates on CNN now. Of the mm -hmm. vaccines. W what does that mean exactly? Well, over this decade, uh, we believe unbelievable progress can be made, both inventing new vaccines and making sure they get out to all the children who need them. Yeah, inventing them. Good work. Uh, we could cut the number of children who die every year from about 9 million to half of that uh, if we have success on it. And the, the benefits there in terms of reducing sickness, reducing the population growth, it really what? He just throws that in. Just throws it in without even blinking an eye. Reduces Reduce the population growth with the vaccine. Right now he's talking vaccines. That's it. Allows the society a chance to take care of itself uh, once you've made that intervention. And the, the benefits there in terms of reducing sickness, reducing the population growth, reducing the population growth. Wow. But if we go back to the key metrics, this is him again in a different setting. Which is, you know, what the foundation looks at on all its stuff. Can we drop the number of children who die per year in half and get the reduction in sickness and population growth that comes with that? That is... The reduction of sickness and population growth that comes with that. Unless he's saying it sterilizes the children and so... Okay. Yeah. You heard of the Gardasil, the HPV vaccine? Holy yeah. crap. Well, that's actually now being uh, unrecommended because it's so dangerous to girls. Yeah, but I mean, it might be, um, I was listening, example, I was listening to an interview, um, 
I think it was on the No Agenda show. Anyways, there was a um, there was uh, somebody who was talking. He was talking about uh, Donald Trump, and then he segued into Saddam Hussein. Oh <laughs> yeah, and he but kept on blinking an eye. <laughs> yeah, but then he kept on using Donald Trump when he was talking about right. Saddam Hussein, and <laughs> right. they kept interrupting him because <laughs> Donald Trump was on yeah. his mind. Yeah, so maybe. Well, it's like Bernie broke. Sanders calling Wolf Jake Tapper. <laughs> like, to his face. He's sitting in front of, like, in the room. He's talking to Wolf Blitzer. And he says, now, Jake, this, this, this. And, and, and Jake, I'm telling you this. And Jake. And Wolf's like, no, it's Wolf. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm looking over there. Now, Jake, the guy's a loony. He's lost it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and actually, speaking of this... Unfortunate individual. Mm. He now, I mean, he spent the last how many months just yelling, yelling at her. Yeah. And saying how bad and horrible she would be, and she's unfit, she's uh, not qualified, she's terrible. Well, he now thinks she's the best thing ever, and she's going to be the president, and he's going to do everything he can to make her win. Well... He's a commie first, an American second. It just makes, it makes me not believe a word any of them say. Mm-hmm. None of them. Because if he was a man of principle, which there are lots of people that think, and I, I thought he was for a while, but he can't be now. Yeah, that's true. If he were a man of principle, he would not endorse her, period. Yeah, that, that is true. It's just then, like if she were a woman of principle, Grandma Clinton, <laughs> if she were a woman of principle, she would not have endorsed Barry back in 08. Yeah. I mean, or he could have come out and said, I don't support her, but this election is too important. Okay, th- there you go. And then she's then he, better saves than, his, he saves his character, in my yes, mind, doing that. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. would agree. And he kind of yeah. said that, but he didn't say. He didn't come out and say we don't we don't like her. He he said you know we can't have Trump. Kinda. He should have come out and said now hold your nose when you vote for her. Yeah. yeah. But she was standing right behind him, bobbleheading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see this white or this red dot kind of bop up and down right. on his forehead? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Oh, what else do I have in the stack here? Um, I saw an interesting article. Another interesting article. It's called, A Goat Helped Me Save My Buddy and Others on the Battlefield. Oh, sorry, before you go there, because I, I, I think that's funny. <laughs> I forgot I had one more of Clinton. Okay, go ahead. Um, this is her regarding this um this police shootings and the, the Black Lives Mattering. Sure. Mattering, is that a word? Um, it is now. <laughs> right. I think so. Uh, she had this to say, and I just, for the life of me, I don't understand the logic. Joining a gang is like having a family. It's feeling like you're part of something bigger than yourself. But this, okay, digging back into this, this is not current. This is three months ago. So we're either going to have gangs that murder and rob and do the things that 
are so destructive to the gang members and to the community, or we're going to have positive gangs. We're going to have positive <laughs> alternatives for young people. I got a positive gang. I'm going to have a positive gang. So this is like West Side Story. Rather <laughs> yes. than stabbing you, they're going to break into a dance <laughs> and a song. Boom, bop, yeah. do up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A goat. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is an example of uh, people taking emotion and elevating it. To fact or reality? No, or? no where the most important thing is, oh, is okay. emotion. Yep, yep. And... Um, there's a uh, an army medic. He's he's telling the story. He was uh, deployed to Afghanistan, and he was um, sitting under a tree in a remote village in southern Afghanistan when he heard a pop, and then he heard a scream, and uh, screams for medic, and he came running, and uh, uh, one of the soldiers had um, had kneeled down onto a landmine, blew his leg off. And Yikes. he said that all that remained of his right leg was several inches of shredded flesh and bone. Doc, he said, help. My hands trembled as I unzipped my aid bag. I had done this before once on a goat. And um, <clears throat> for years, uh, he says that PETA has spearheaded a campaign to end the military's practice of using live animals to train medics. And actually... Uh, uh, U.S. Representative Joe Heck, who is an Army Reserve doctor and served in a hospital west of Baghdad in 2008, said that it should be phased out. And what they actually do is they take a goat and they, they uh, anesthetize it so it's unconscious, and they'll take some shears and cut off its leg. And in this class, your job is to stop the bleeding, um, save the goat, save the goat in a sense, and then they euthanize, and then they kill the goat. You know, so the whole purpose of this goat is for you to deal mm -hmm. with something, um, something gruesome, right? Trauma, trauma <clears throat> that a mannequin doesn't work, right? Because a mannequin doesn't have the feel and everything else. <clears throat> and um, because, you know, when there's an amputation, it's not one of these, uh, especially in the battlefield, it's not one of these, it doesn't just sever it. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, there's mangled flesh. Mm -hmm. um, like he said... Uh, well, I don't want to get into it because it's gruesome, but he was saying how uh, by going through that training using a live animal, he was able to comfortably, much more comfortably, um, uh, actually do the work for real yeah to stop the bleeding and whatnot and this and this uh this man actually survived and he wasn't sure that he would have survived if it hadn't been for the goat interesting and so uh, this is this is one of the issues in our society that keeps popping up again well there's a couple of them one is 
emotions reign supreme. Mm-hmm. And so you think, well, there's this goat, and I go to the zoo, and they have those little machines where you put a quarter and you, you can get feed them. They eat out of your hand. The corn, and they'll eat out of your That's hand. So They're nice. cute little things. And we're going to take and we're going to knock out this goat and cut off its leg in a brutal fashion. I mean, that's yeah. that's barbaric. And so the focus is not on anything other than that visceral emotion you feel at the thought of doing this to a goat. Mm-hmm. But the second thing is that so many times we've lost that sense that there's a difference between a person and an animal. And it's part of our mm. society and how it has changed. Um, at one point, people actually believed that people were created in the image of God. But at this point, we've gotten to the... Uh, I were actually taught this in school, that we're just advanced amoeba. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really no difference between us and a goat other than we're smarter than them. Yeah. What color is love on the David Allen Show? Uh, Puth. (laughs) Salmon. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No one wants to be called fragile. And if you're white, what you feel reading the title of this article may be indicative of the term. White fragility refers to white people's low emotional tolerance for discussing topics of race and racism. The term was coined by Dr. Robin D'Angelo in a 2011 article discussing her experience with white people in anti-racism trainings. She defines it as, quote, a state when even a minimum amount of racial stress becomes intolerable, triggering a range of defensive moves. We've taught similar anti-oppression trainings at tech communities where we worked in an, in, as in-house psychotherapists and emotional intelligence educators, and we've struggled with similar challenges in our experience when introducing the concept of race and oppression. The first defense is usually a diversion led by the students to the topic of the oppression of red-headed people, the overweight, the disabled, or their own immigrant heritage. We make what makes race so hard for white people to talk about. For many, topics of race and racism trigger intense emotional reactions for a few reasons. Uh, They're not used to it. They don't see it. Moral dilemmas, the discussion of racism, challenge whites' conception that they're good people and privilege challenges the belief that they're hardworking and deserve everything that they have. When someone says privilege, we hear you're undeserving of your blessings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What can a white person do? 
Well, number one, build tolerance. By consciously moving past the good-bad reactionary thinking and learn how to manage feelings of guilt and shame without putting up defenses. That would imply that you, that you are guilty and right. you have done something shameful. Right. Number two, resist your defenses and keep listening. There's a role in this system of oppression that you are playing, and the sooner you can tolerate that reality, the sooner you can decrease that participation. Three, become an ally. The more white people can, the more white people can increase their tolerance for these conversations, they immediately decrease their entitlement and open themselves to the possibility of being allies. Number four, and lastly, work to transform the system, not perpetuate it. White people perpetuate the problem by being fragile in their inability to even discuss the issue by the denial of white privilege and the significance of race. Or those other people are fragile because they can't have big boy conversations <laughs> and they won't take personal responsibility. But we have a white boy blankie, white boy privilege blankie. We perpetuate it by being angry when someone, quote, accuses us of benefiting from racism, transform the system by understanding how whites have and continue to benefit from it. White people have the power to transform it by accepting the psychological burden that we live in, a racialized society. It's heavy and no one wants to hold it, but maybe, just maybe, we can. There you go. That's the scientific way to train white people to stop being racist. It's all gibberish. You betcha. It's utter crap is what it is. Yeah. I'm, I think that we need to stop talking about race and start talking about culture. That, that, keep that's keep the it. race out of it. Mm -hmm. The race card. I like the race card. Don't take my race card. <laughs> race card. Oh, uh, quickly, though. Um, tonight in Nice, France. Nice, France. Nice. Um. A terrorist, apparently, was able, I think, without a background check, um, without any involvement of the government, uh, to acquire... A gun? A device to kill how many people? Over Let's 80? At 80. This is in French. Man. Franche. Nope. And then that. he had to get all those bullets and all those clips to hold the bullets. Um, and then the adapter... Horrifying footage shows the moment that the gun... No, 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 no. No, it's not a gun. What? How is this possible? What? Shows the moment that a truck plowed into the screaming Bastille Day crowd, killing dozens of them. Are you kidding me? How did he get his hands on a truck? You know, I know. He went to one of those car shows, and you can buy trucks... Without is this, any paperwork is this or that, any background check. Is this that check. car show loophole I've heard about? Yes. Yes, it oh, is. Congress, we must get this done. How do we stop oh. this? I cannot believe this is happening. Man. How was he able to get that truck and just waltz over there and it's run those people over? It's a loophole. It's a loophole. Harjit Sarang. Oh, sorry. That's someone else. Never mind. Someone that died. Apparently, two Americans were in these people. These people killed. Not good. Mm. Um. Now, and we, it was it was evidently a born again Christian too that did it, right? Clearly, just like all the other. Clear. Over eighty people are dead. Now we jest clearly mm -hmm. at the what you would think would be the reaction of the news media. Mm -hmm. 
uh, because if this happens with a gun, yeah, <gasps> the narrative How totally changes. It is so easy to just kill people with an assault style double shot hunting gun with a scope on it. <laughs> it's so easy to just mow them down. You can even shoot down airplanes, according to the Reverend Jesse Jackson. You can do that with these 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 things. Yeah. Um, in this case. Uh, he did it with a truck. Mm-hmm. Do we ban trucks? Do we ban the lorry over there? I think there? we should. I th- we I, must. I think we should. 80 plus people. Only that is police. insane. Should Only be allowed to have trucks? It should have lorries. Only police should have lorries. How do we move the goods and services? Do we then let just the police do them? Everything is escorted? Well, we get uh, yeah, we, Bad background checks. We nationalize all, all, uh, yeah, all um, transportation companies so mm-hmm. that um, only... Only law enforcement. Hmm. Clearly, that's the that's the answer. I, th- I think it is. It, it must be the answer. That's a compassionate answer. Is this in English? To those who've been deeply affected and plunged into sorrow. This also. It's a live stream right now of the French. Uh, someone. This is France twenty-four. The attack has not been claimed by any group, and the motives of the driver are still not clear. Identity papers are thought to have been found inside the truck. Sitting by the side of the road with its windscreen riddled with bullets, it's now being examined by forensic teams. The country's anti-terrorism investigation department has been asked to take over inquiries, with officials saying the vehicle was loaded with heavy weapons. The French president... So yeah, the it's called steel. So the motive was unknown? For an emergency security and defense meeting at the Elysee Palace. He's set to arrive in Nice with his Prime Minister Manuel Valls later this Friday. Pierre Conessa is a lecturer at Sciences Po and a defense expert, and he joins us now. Thank you very much indeed for being with us. There is this sense, uh, Mr. Conessa, eight months after the Charlie Hebdo attacks, and given what's happened last night, that uh, France is at war. It's what Bernard Cazeneuve announced overnight from Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> and yes, unfortunately, it's just that at war with who? France Whom? Beca- became, you know, one of the most important targets. Voldemort, Irish, that which must not be named. Attack. And uh, huh. I think that, uh, unfortunately, we have to at least eighty people dead with the victims' family. What else? What can I say more? How can you? you might- how can you fight a foe if you won't name the foe? Yeah. But we don't talk about straw man here, David. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Well, that well, is kind of nuts. If, if, if. <laughs> this is two weeks in a row that something huge has happened on show day. So, um. I think the common denominator is us. It's us. <laughs> we need to shut this down. <laughs> we should quit. No. For the safety of the world. But just the front of that truck, my goodness, just got, I mean. I mean, they, it's a, it's they a horrible hold back. thing. Absolutely. This is terrible. I mean, this is 80 families that are going to be shattered. And I mean, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely horror. And apparently two of them are uh, Americans. Americans. Man. But the reason why we we say what we do is or say what we say is to show the absurdity of the the arguments that have been made in right. the past yeah and none of them are made based upon truth but a, based upon emotion or narrative or propaganda that 
the government wants to mm-hmm. push forward. Yeah. So even though we kind of say it in jest, that does not mean that we don't <laughs> highly sympathize with uh, the victims. Right. right. Yeah, it's, it's it's unfortunate, but what do you do? Obviously, I don't know. Well, there's things that they could do, but they're not going to. Oh, here's uh, here's that uh, piece that I, I wanted you to hear. Um, going back to town halls and these Black Lives that are that matter. Um, this this is what we need to do. First of all, what I've been hearing here. This- this is Go the ahead. reason why our young people are hopeless in America. Our young people are hopeless because you have all these adults here who are not listening to our young people. They talk about black on black crime in Chicago. I'm from Chicago. My organizing and activism has been on intro-community intro violence. We understand like what she was talking about. How vi- violence is, we've got the point. What I'm trying to say is here okay, let finish, let finish. We need to abolish the police. Period. <laughs> and this, demilitarize the police. Disarm the police. And we need to come up with community solutions for transformative justice what we are seeing with all these cases what we are seeing we can can we all agree that a loss of a life is tragic you know after after she said that everybody all ears shut (laughs) Shut because they thought she's an idiot (laughs) so it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what she says now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and in other news uh, hold on other other news i don't have that built-in drat um. <laughs> Hello. Well, I guess we could go here too for a minute. Um. Apparently, um, tickets are widely available for. The 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio, <laughs> to the opening ceremonies, to almost every event, you can have a ticket. All you have to do is get down there. <laughs> uh, I, I, hear, I hear that they maybe have sold half, roughly half, maybe a little more than half of their tickets. Uh, doesn't that start in like, uh, what, th- two weeks, three weeks, well, August 12, something like that? Yeah, yeah I, I know, because you really care, I forgot. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you can go. I'm in. I'm in. Not what? In. Are you related to anybody? No. No. Okay, yeah. then why would you go down no. there? I mean, I think that's the only motive. That and press. Zika. Yeah, if you're a Zika researcher or something. Oh, is that not a motive? <laughs> or oh, um, man. a steroids distributor. You know. Or a condom distributor, those that too. I hear, uh, I saw they're giving out more condoms this Olympics than they did in London, which was I think four hundred thousand of them in London. Are you kidding? This is the David Allen Show, uh, where we hopefully don't bore you with the insanity of the day, but well, sometimes we bore ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, although this shouldn't bore you, <clears throat> uh, Burger King used to deny accusations like these in the past, but the fast food chain finally admitted that their tests were wrong. 
and gave an honest apology to their faithful customers. According to the statement, the company that produced horse meat for Burger King was called Silvercrest. This company was also delivering meat uh, for Tesco, Asda, and Co-op. The substances supplied by this company have already been banned for a year. Burger King admits, quote, We have determined that Silvercrest has been using a tiny percentage of beef imported from a supplier that has not been approved from Poland, who promised to deliver 100% British and Irish beef patties. They have failed to do so. This clearly goes against our rules, and we have ended our partnership with them. We have proven that this non-approved supplier from Poland is the source of the contamination going on at Silvercrest Supplier. So, uh, Burger King <clears throat> had horse meat in their burgers. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yummy. The news you care I, about and need. I knew they tasted like glue. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, Forbes says... That the most valuable sports franchise in the world. Oh, it's got to be a soccer one from England. Am I wrong? Either that or New York Yankees. Both oh. of those are wrong. Okay. Really? Ah, oh, sorry. This link goes through 14 different openers to get to where I want to go. Come on, Forbes, get your act together. Do you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to read it, but yes, I know. Um, it is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. That would have been my third choice. Which is the real football, apparently. Apparently. Um, where is it? The NFL franchise... Um, Franchises make up 27 of the 50 most valuable sports teams in the world. Um, they are worth, is it $6 b billion? Mm. B billion dollars. Mm. Kind of insane. Yeah. yeah. But it makes their $1 billion stadium they built a few years ago. Yeah, what Maybe the heck? worth it. Jump change. So that must mean that the Minnesota Vikings are going to be worth... Six million billion dollars here soon because they're just no. Wrapping I think you were right on the first one. One point something billion million. <laughs> it's probably true. Uh, that U.S. Bank Stadium, I believe it is, in uh, downtown Minneapolis, uh -huh. is gorgeous. Huge, gorgeous, Bill billion dollars. Well, I think it's over a billion dollars now. Wow. Well, I don't live in Minnesota, so I don't have to pay taxes for it. Yay! And I don't watch, so Man, I don't care. And you get to pay taxes for it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the Socialist Republic of Minnesota, so we pay taxes well, for it. we have a governor that. like you do that goes out and spouts yeah. utter crap yeah. without any facts. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, I think that's going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, next week, we will not be a uh, live show uh, because we um, apparently are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a uh, scheduling conflicts for next week. So we're out. Um, however, uh, we will be doing a special episode. Ooh. Uh, we, we, we have an interesting guest coming in that we will um, 
Introduce. Go into the the darkness of this world. Bowels of his mind. (laughs) (laughs) He's one sick puppy. So, uh, next week we will not be live, but we will be here in spirit. (laughs) This is the David Allen Show. (laughs) If you care about us, say hi on Facebook at David Allen Show. Uh, The Instagram at David Allen Show. Gmail.com. David Allen Show at gmail.com or on the interweb you can subscribe Woo-hoo. to our uh, feed or just listen on the web at davidallenshow.com uh, have a wonderful night thanks for hanging out late tonight with us uh, we're crazy doodles see ya yep Ha, 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 ha.